Welcome to Southeast Church of Christ. We're glad that you're with us today. As we continue our series on Neighborhood Watch, we want to talk about change in our lives. Transitions in, one life, in one's life can be a pretty big deal, especially when they are unexpected. Some people take them well, and others find them challenging and even repulsive. Transitions involve change, a change of mind and of heart, and at times, after having been set in our routine for a long time, they can be really difficult. Traditions of going to church every Sunday morning, being changed drastically, perhaps has been hard on some of us. Well, we're not alone in having to deal with drastic changes, especially when it comes to how we worship. In Acts 10, that's the scripture we're going to be in today. In Acts 10, there was a massive change within the church of Christ. Believing Gentiles were now going to be part of God's people, just like the believing Jews. That's huge stuff. For the people during that time, this was a big problem. The Jews, because of the Old Testament law, looked down on Gentiles. They were seen as unclean. And all of a sudden, God says, no more. The Jews were like, but God, we've always done it this way. God says, change is about to take place. And it made the Jews very uncomfortable. Can't we be that way sometimes in our own lives? I know I can. We find comfort in routine and in tradition. I know we're all doing our best at this time of change, where we're locked down and, and told to stay at home because of the issues with this coronavirus. But I have to be honest, it, it's brought me great grief. Being at home all the time with my family and my wife being at home all the time with the family has caused us some great stress. In fact, Monday, my wife Sandra started rearranging furniture. At first, it was just move a few simple things, like a picture on the wall. But then, as time went on, I, I lost my office space next to the fireplace. My desk was moved. The kids' school desk were moved. They were all moved into the basement. Sandra's sewing table was moved upstairs. And my office was moved to the other side of the house into the den. All, right, all of a sudden, bookshelves were moved from one side of the house to the other side of the house. And then my daughter's Daisy's desk was somehow moved back from the basement to the den. Change. I hate all this change. I hate change. We even lost internet for an entire day as she moved computers around and, and, and took the Wi-Fi down and moved it around in the house. It was awful. But out of it, I was able to go through my books and clean up some of those books and get rid of some, find some that I had misplaced, the new ones that I hadn't even read, and even find some old ones that maybe I need to reread. Now I have a new office area and it's got a lot less foot traffic, I have to admit, than the one before. So I have been able to get a lot more work done. I've been able to be more focused. In the end, I feared the change, but for no reason. Life is better because of the change. Sometimes God wants us to change it up. He wants us to just take a chance and change things and help us learn more about Him and how He loves others through that change. That's exactly what was about to happen to the early church. In the beginning of Acts 10, we, we find Cornelius, a Gentile, a leader of a Roman army, searching for the one true God. 
Now Cornelius is a good, moral, and giving man, but he did not know Christ. Don't we know good people who are still lost in our own lives? People who are good-hearted but do not know who Jesus is. This is a great reminder for us that morality doesn't save. Jesus does. Almost simultaneously to Cornelius seeking God, Peter also had a vision in which he was told to eat unclean animals. Unclean animals! Peter resisted the food three times, assuming he was being spiritually in, in doing what was right, trying to uphold what God had taught the Jews in the earlier scriptures, until the Lord came down and told him in a vision, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Peter, in essence, was saying, but God, do you understand what you're asking me to do? You're asking me to violate what I know to be right. Our thoughts certainly are not God's thoughts. Peter was probably thinking, but God, the implications are too much to bear. God, as king of the earth, always does what is right. We don't always see it or understand it, but God is always working behind the scenes to make his name known and to reach those who are seeking when Peter goes back to Jerusalem, he's confronted and he's criticized by brethren for leading Cornelius to Christ. The word criticized literally means to find contention with. In other words, they strongly confronted Peter and started a debate over this matter. Peter recounts the story and says in, in Acts chapter 11 verse 17, he says, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? That's a great question. Our human reasoning and intellect often get in the way of fulfilling God's commands. Only God could have orchestrated something like this. So what's the point, you ask? The Church of Christ is called to share the gospel with all people. Everyone is invited to accept Christ's invitation of salvation. It doesn't matter their background, their occupation, their nationality, their former religion, or the color of their skin. Our duty to being neighborhood watchmen includes giving the gospel to everyone. We may even question God on this at times because of our own made-up preconceived notions of who deserves or who is ready to receive the gospel. We must look past our own ideas of who deserves and who is ready. The Acts narrative also implies that it's not uncommon for there to be disagreement among fellow Christians in this process. If we decide as a church, as a people, to reach out to those who are unloved, unreached, a different color, a different nationality, then we are the church we too may run into disagreement among some in our church or the church communities around us. But should this hold us back from fulfilling God's pro program for the gospel proclamation? In the words of Peter, who are we to stand in God's way? God's message 
was revolutionary to the Jewish church. Up until this point, the church had been made up of all Jews. Any thought of a Gentile joining was absurd. So this was a big change for the Church of Christ. Perhaps we too need to change our thinking of who God wants us to evangelize. We shouldn't just go after those who are we are comfortable with, but maybe we should try to reach everyone. We, like Peter, often disagree or question God's leading in evangelism, but God's will that all people be saved should surpass our own personal opinions. I would like to invite everyone to look at the linked article and review the questions this week as you pray and you reflect on your own life. Perhaps you are listening and you're a good person, but you're wondering if you are saved. Perhaps this is your first time hearing about Jesus, or you found this message to have sparked something in you that you have questions. Well, I'd be more than happy to have that conversation with you. More than happy to have a conversation about who Jesus is and what salvation is all about and how we receive that gift. Feel free to contact me directly through my email, robert.brock at southeast-church.org. We'll put a link up on the screen. There is a, a we'll, we'll put a link up on the screen and there's also, you can go back to the webpage and, and click on my profile and there should be a link to the, my email there as well. And I will try my best to get back to you this week and talk to you about what's going on and how we can have assurance and hope in these times of crisis because we follow Jesus Christ and we know the message of hope that he's given us. Thank you for being with us today. And I hope everybody stays safe and we'll see you next week.